Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Point Break Minute, where we point out the moments and break down the minutes of Point Break, one minute at a time. I'm Marin Kennedy. And I'm Jessa Lowe. And? And I'm Simon Irving. Hello. Hi, Simon. Hi. Thanks for coming on the Point Break Madness. Well, thank you very much for having me. We're excited to have you here. Are you ready to start breaking down the minute? Uh, absolutely. Let's let's uh, let's do this. Awesome. Ready or not, here we go. Yes. So minute twenty-five starts with Swayze emerging from the waves and tossing the football to Roach, while somebody off-screen yells, "Heads up!" Maybe it's Bodie. Maybe it's supposed to be Bodie. We couldn't quite tell. Usually, um, the person who throws the object says "heads up," but it wasn't entirely clear. <laughs> It could have just been a bystander, too, um, or one of his minions. Um, <laughs> his minions. Yeah. I like, I like that description. Of him. Uh, um, and then uh, we were thinking that maybe Bodhi was meaning to throw it to Gromit, um, but Roach intercepted just because Roach catches it and kind of, like, dives for it. And then Gromit does this really lame, like, oh, hands up thing right behind him and then just oh, kind of, like, walks away. It's kind of sad. I, I feel like I feel like uh, not enough time was spent uh, teaching actors how to play football in this. Right, scene. It, it's on par with football from the room. Like, well, that's, yes, <laughs> that's a bit much. But <laughs> I did, I did indeed think of that and make yeah. that connection yes. as well. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they, they got actors that could, they got surfers that could act. Yes, um, but they didn't get football players that could act. Yeah, well, it's it's the classic Armageddon conundrum of. Why uh, why hire uh, astronauts and teach them to drill when you can hire drillers and teach them to be astronauts? Uh, yeah. Clearly, <laughs> clearly, the uh, the latter is the preferred choice. Yes, I have never seen Armageddon, but this sounds amazing. Oh my god, an amazingly stupid idea. That is uh, that. There's a whole separate like entire tangent I could go down here that I will save for at least later in the podcast. <laughs> Okay. But, Zip that up. Save it for later. Yes. That sounds off. Awesome. Awesome was, was awful <laughs> yep. and awesome combined. Awesome. Off, awesome. Yep. Yeah. Awesome. Um, what should be the new new phrase for good bad? Awful. Awesome. <laughs> bad. Awful. Awesome. Awesome. Okay. Okay. Sorry. Um, and then uh, it continues with cutting to Tyler and wiping down her face with a towel mm-hmm. while she's facing Keanu. Bodhi runs up behind her, giving her a sh- motion. Um, Very pointedly facing away from, from Bodhi. It's like, I'm looking this way. Oh, I'm she looking is. This yes. way. Yeah. Um, and uh, Bodhi's kind of um, out of focus and he's giving this sh- motion to Keanu, who is facing Swayze. And he gives this really <laughs> dumb, like, look behind, going, like, Who? Me? <laughs> um, and. He is quite clearly, I mean, dumbstruck by the godlike force of Swayze. Mm-hmm. Uh, As are we all. Yes, yes. yes. I, I think everyone quite rightly is in this movie. Yes. Um, I like it, as Elliot White, uh, put, past guest, uh, said, he's he's like the human Simba. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot. Like a halo of blonde hair. Yes. Regal, truly. He, yeah. Regal, that's a good word for it. Mm-hmm. Regal. Yeah, it's like his regal enigmaticness. So Swayze scoops up Tyler in and gives her a big old sloppy kiss. Um, Keanu really looks like a betrayed little puppy. Um, As uh, Tyler Ann says, we know each other. Feels like a a really beautiful foreshadowed John Wick 
reference you just made there, Keanu and Puppies in Betrayal. I'll pour one out. Yeah. (laughs) For John Wick's dog. Oh, that's that's horrible. Okay. I I realized I said that was the saddest beginning of a movie ever. I think it's, I guess it's tied with Up. Oh, oh. sadder than Up personally, but that's just sadder for The stakes are admittedly very different. Yeah, yeah, very, very different. I mean, puppies and animals dying is always going to be sadder than people Mm. in movies, but that's just me. And I guess Up is more of like a wistful, like, oh, oh, like, uh, it's not like the heartbreaking. You Versus know, everything that was taken like from me. It's not all. Yes. It's not like the, yeah. But anyway. imagine if it was switched. <laughs> getting so, up. so getting getting back to, to Point Break, yes. uh, okay. which is a sentence that prior to recently, I never thought I would ever say. Yes. Um, I like one thing just to like cut into a little bit of the uh, the analysis here i just I, it has been years since i saw this movie and and the moment of the sheepish post kiss dialogue of oh we we know each other wink nudge grimace was just truly incredible to behold because i cannot imagine two actors making an awkward moment even more awkward to that extent um yeah. really impressive so that's a good way of describing it just sheepish and insane yeah. like well and, and like like usually like i think all of us at some point have like been around people who are a little too public in their displays of affection and like mm-hmm. typically we sort of let that be an indulgence that people have um, but usually they at least people have the decency to look smug and self-satisfied about it in, in this particular case, it feels like the characters are exactly as uncomfortable as everyone else about it. And that it's just this weird sort of, you know, aggressive ritual of, like, heteronorm- like heteronormative courtship that is unfolding. I wrote so many notes about this of, like, mm-hmm. asserting male oh, dominance. Oh, yeah. I mean, like- I, I, I think, you know, you said they both look embarrassed. I think, uh, you know... Tyler, Lori Petty, is the one who's like, what, you know, dude, don't. Like, he seems to be perfectly satisfied with himself, but she's like, yeah, uh, I, I don't want this right now. Yeah. <laughs> not, not in front of a new dude. Yeah, there's just so much in these next few minutes where, like, I, I literally have in my notes, like, assert, asserting mm-hmm. dominance and masculinity and oh, yeah. dicks and I mean, muscles. you know, truly, you just uh, described 1991, like, in its entirety right there. <laughs> yeah. That's a year. Yeah. Oh, uh, I'm glad I was not you know, and, like, I definitely had an interesting moment, like, watching specifically this moment, but also just the general aesthetic of the film, like in, in the year we happen to be in, um, and a lot of the things that are, you know, going around about, you know, uh, you know, the, the phrase of the year being quote unquote sexual misconduct, uh, and, and, you know, finally sort of evaluating at least to any degree, a bit more of a culture of consent. It's just like, it's one of the most aggressive ways outside of like, the idea of an action movie about serving that the movie instantly dates itself. Um, It's and it's true. one of the interesting things yeah, to it see. Yeah, kind of passes by it with like, okay, that was a thing that happened. Like, you right, because it's it's not just the moment; it's the way everyone reacts to it. Yeah, that it's played for sheepish, yeah. like inconsequential laughter. Yeah, she seems like kind of annoyed, but then she's over it. You know, it's barely character development. 
Yeah. Interesting. That's, that brings like a little bit of a, like a darker, I mean, you know, as it's, it doesn't bring darker because it is like a, like a moment. Um, but interesting. I like that. That's a a good point. And, and through it all, we still have only one of Keanu Reeves's two faces in response. Yeah. I, I made a note that he, he doesn't say anything this entire minute. He just responds with his kind of, you know, Blank, blank, trademark, blank, half head turn. Yeah. Aww. Oh, and I'm. I even look. I'm looking at your notes right now. Mern even wrote Tyler looks tired slash uncomfortable. Hey, it's your friendly Point Break producer Murrin here. I'm not Point Point Break minute producer Murrin. Point Break producer would be James Cameron. I'm not James Cameron. Uh, as you can tell, we've had some audio issues this episode, and we lost about two minutes due to just unintelligible audio. Um, what we talked about was the line that Bodhi says to Utah about his horrible, cheap, pink pegboard that looks like a 57 Chevy I used to have. So that's where we pick up right now. Because um, like even in the picture that Murray just pulled up, like it looks like a really nice car. And I yeah. don't know, was neon pink a popular car color? Fifty-seven. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, mean, I guess it depends on what circles you run in. I, I guess, yeah. My yeah. associate pink with Cadillac. Well, and I think of the uh, immortal Mystery Science Theater three thousand quip: "Paint my muscle car prune-colored, please." <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, gotta love a good Mystery Science Theater reference. Oh, that's, uh, that's hobgoblins, I believe. Yeah, that is one hundred percent hobgoblins. Oh. Still, one of the one of the the crowning jewels in the uh, MSA three K. Oh yes, firmament. Yeah, a, yeah, that is a good one. Uh, we we do the. Uh, 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 <laughs> <laughs> I, like I have the visual in my brain, I just with the sound effect. Oh god! Yeah. Just, they're they're talking in the van in the background. It's just like no, I'm, I'm meaning her like when she yeah. shakes her hips and does. Oh god! Yeah, uh, she sings the wang. She sings Wang Chung. <laughs> happier, oh, happy, happier yeah. times. Happier times. But, yeah, it's, oh, yeah. yeah. Speaking of grimaces, just a, just a few years before Point Break. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it was interesting because so um. This is, you know, uh, a spoiler alert. This will not be the only minute that I'm talking about. Um, but uh, uh, this minute was the only one that really prominently featured the even the idea of surfing. Um, and one of the interesting things that it brought up for me was the fact that my my father surfed for years. Um, Did he? Yeah. Um, and it's interesting because, like like many parts of my father's personality. Um, there's sort of this this man myth legend that I've never really been able to interact with, <laughs> even though he's my own father. Because I, I think yeah. actually, I mean, I know at least one of you has met my father. I'm not sure, Murren, if you've met my father. I don't believe um, so. But you know, he's a he's a unique man. Um, but he grew up in Australia, uh, and so surfing was a huge part of his his upbringing, um, and something that like it's really hard for me to reconcile my own mental image of my father who was, you know, a geology professor for years and, you know, so forth and so on with this idea of, of being like a surfer dude in Australia in the sixties. Um, and like, it's not, you know, it was never a thing that was shared with me throughout my childhood. Uh, it was not a like, you know, 
I'm going to teach you how to surf like I did when I was here. Partially because, of course, I had access to the uh, freezing waters of the Seattle metropolitan area. Um, but it's it, oh, it's funny. Yes. Like, like I have this weird relationship with, like, the very idea of surfing uh, as this sort of weird cultural inheritance through my father. Uh, and then watching the clip dredged some of that back up a little bit for me. Oh, wow. Heavy, ah, heavy yes. stuff. I, I was just thinking, like, may, maybe in Australia, surfing is just, like, tetherball. Like, it's oh, not yeah, like no. You're, you're, like, do I don't think you're wrong, like, because of the the differences in the climate and just especially where my father grew up on uh, in northern Queensland. Um, you, you know, I mean, basically, you lived on a beach. Maybe not literally, but access to literal beaches was, was so common that it was just a thing that everybody did. Um mm-hmm. So it's it's just kind of it's kind of funny to always have that like looming over my own sense of familial legacy and identity. Um, you know, is 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 there a path not yeah. taken in my life where uh, I ended up you know learning how to surf and you know doing something entirely unlike where my life has gone to this point? Uh, you know, deep existential quandaries. Point Break. Yes, good. Yes. Well, so so I didn't I didn't take notes per se because I was just kind oh, of that's... gonna gonna off the cuff um, yeah things a little bit. But I was like, were were there any other like particularly um, you know uh, glowing uh, observations that the two of you had from watching this this surfy part of this sequence? Oh, you're really setting us up there for uh, for some <laughs> put the pressure on. Yeah. Um, I just I just put the note sassy Swayze because he's really <laughs> sassy in this minute. You know, with the the surfboard. You know, reminds me of a '57 Chevy I had. It's like, oh, it's from it's from Kansas. What are you replacing me? Yeah, <laughs> and there's um, you know, we can finish kind of just summarizing the minute. I mostly just talk about how no one could ever replace Swayze. Um, yeah, one- and. <laughs> Yeah. Well, I, I kept thinking throughout watching this, like, what a remake would actually look like. I don't know how it was made. Yeah. I like, don't get it. Yeah, it's just, just like, like, how did that ever leave even, like, a producing meeting room? Like, someone should have just been like, but Swayze exactly yeah like how, i mean i have the utmost well i don't know about the utmost but i have respect for edgar ramirez who was a replacement <laughs> he's been in some you know handful what, of good things but uh he was in zero dark 30 he was in he was in uh i think wrath of the titans yeah no so okay. the, the list runs a little cold for him i guess but uh no he's he's done a, you know he's he's making a name for himself is he but, working yeah, actor no patrick swayze he's mm. no swayze yeah, it was a movie. It's so purely of its time. Yeah, um, it's like a little time capsule. The, the, yeah, the, the zero dark thirty connection there is kind of adorable in a complete, that, wow, yeah, in, in like a, a completely convoluted way. Uh, obviously, yeah. the movie's sharing a, a di- the, the original Point Break and Zero Dark Thirty mm-hmm. being the same director. Um, yes. Uh, oh man, and I still haven't seen detroit yet and i i i haven't either oh it's it i need to because yeah. i'm i'm such a big fan of of big yeah, lowe's work need to complete the trilogy yes yes the the really dark historical fiction trilogy yep 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 um mm. all right so like so maybe we can continue from okay uh i think we left off 
We were talking about the 57 Chevs. Um, so 57, it's my 57 Chevs. Yeah. Check it out. Stop trying to make so Chevs a thing. Sh- it's not going to be a thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Marin. Um, Fine. Um, so Swayze says, hey, Tyler, come here. And he pulls Tyler away um, so that he can have his private little convo <laughs> with Tyler Ann away from Keanu. And then... I, I watch this when I take notes. I watch it literally like second by second, right. which is like, you know, because I want to be able to write down exactly what they say and like what happens. Close read. Jessa and I watch the minutes fairly differently, I would say. I, I What I do is I'll just watch it and just don't take any notes. I just watch it and take it in. And then I'll I'll take notes and sort of pause it. And then I'll watch it with no sound. And then oh, I'll watch it with uh, no visuals. And just sort of write down whatever. But Jessa is very like... Stream of consciousness. Mm -hmm. It's just like, you know, press play, watch a second, pause it, write down what happens. She has a paragraph that's just like the whole minute written in a paragraph. Exactly. With various in-cap locks, like, what the fuck's happening? Oh, my God. So I guess what I'm saying is without Jessa, this this podcast would be even more of a crazy mess than it already is. So thank you, Jessa. You're a good co-host. Welcome. Welcome. Well, part of my stream of consciousness in this moment was that Keanu, um, in this moment when um, Swayze pulls Tyler in away, that Keanu just turns his back and awkwardly buries his face in the towel like a baby with object (laughs) permanence issues. But (laughs) he goes on like a second later to just stare like blinkingly at them, like literally just blinking at them. So it's... Right, but in true Keanu Reeves fashion, like staring and blinking could be any one of hundreds of emotions... <laughs> exactly, exactly. <laughs> and it's so it's also just he's not a baby with ob, you know object permanence issues. It's kind of so. like a uh, Zoe Deschanel in that oh. way. Oh, yeah. standing and blinking. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No. Oh, yeah. Too real. So, yeah. Oh, well. So no, I I like Zoe Deschanel. No meh. no issue with her. Mm. Meh. She she amuses me occasionally. Meh. <laughs> Sounded very very uh uppity but yeah anyway, she I, 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 I mean no, no ill no ill to zoe deschanel yeah. no her mom's no on shade. twin peaks no shade yeah. sisters on bones yeah there you go um so swayze asks her like so uh who's the guy who's a who's the guy you replacing me so cash like the casualest ever he could sassy say swayze it. yeah sassy swayze like i still love him even though he's asking it like ugh, and no one could ever replace Swayze. That was also so, not even not that even. That was also one of the moments where yeah. it almost felt ad libbed in the moment, in the way that like yeah, I associate ad libs in very very bad films where people just start <laughs> like saying things in a slightly overly confrontational manner because when no one gives you actual dialogue, <laughs> that's what constitutes dramatic stakes is basically just like yeah. kind of passive fighting. Um, like, I, like, yeah. like, I mean, obviously the film that I think uh, does this in the most uh, beautiful and celebrated way is, is Miami connection. Um, oh. Where yes. of course there's just a staggering that. amount of ad libbed dialogue that is mostly just half hearted, <laughs> like, att- like digs at each other. Um, yeah. <laughs> And some some of it is even kind of mixed yeah, down yeah. underneath the music. Just kind of like, you know, they're talking. They're just talking. I mean, it doesn't matter what they're I, saying. I also think they just ran the takes for way right. too long which, in which, that movie. Which, but like, 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 these, like this minute of Point Break kind of reminded me of that, 
where like like it just kind of was like sketched out like like the characters were given a goal and they had to accomplish that emotional goal by the time the scene ended but weren't necessarily given like the strictest of like dialogue architecture within the scene to get there um and then just like a bunch of like sort of strange things ended up happening to get from point a to point b like it had a little bit of that aesthetic to me as i was watching yeah um and and may i bring up yet again that keanu reeves says mm -hmm. nothing in this minute but but his face says (laughs) everything so his face says so much contains multitudes just yeah tell you everything Mm. in his soul so he blinks back and Tyler says, give me a break, will ya? And Swayze continues to uh, tease her. He serves real well. And Sassy she, Swayze. I know, Sassy Swayze. There he goes again. So she defends Keanu by saying, come on, he's from Kansas. And then Nathaniel breaks up the awkward grimacing moment by shouting, heads up. And Keanu must assert his male dominance and prove his worth. So... He grabs at the football that's flying towards them and catches it in mid-flight. And then Swayze proceeds to be way too impressed <laughs> by this moment. Watch as Keanu asserts his dominance it, over the Swayze by mm-hmm. catching the football. I mean, Look at him yeah, go. it's a carnal moment. Um, and he goes, good catch. Yeah. While flashing the that pearly white enchanting yeah. smile. And his, his look is like the perfect, like... I'm pretending to be impressed, but I'm not really impressed. Mm-hmm. No, he is impressed. And he is impressed, and thus a great yes. a great romance began. Exactly, oh, my beginning. my words were literally in all cap locks on my notes. Swayze is in love, and then yeah. the scene breaks to nighttime football, and Swayze shouting, "Ready!" And then that's the end of minute twenty five. Uh, yeah, that's the end of it. We're 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 we, we're not ready. We're not ready. Let's be yeah. Ready. Ne- never never no, ready for not ready for the next minute. That's yeah. just entirely a montage. <laughs> yeah. of Night football. Yeah, yeah. Of night football. So there are a couple other things in this minute uh, yeah. before we before we hang it up. Uh, I, I your dad actually brought this up. Um, I had never My thought dad? about this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Jess's dad, not Simon's Australian dad. Um, mm-hmm. uh, does Tyler, having been a former flame of Bodhi. How much does she know? Mm. I'm right, sure she... Yeah. I mean, I, I would never... It's, it's never... There's not really any evidence that she knows anything except the fact that she is, you know, has a relation... Had, she, had a relationship with him, but... Uh, don't yeah, you feel like she'd have to be pretty dumb not to know anything? Yeah, that too. It's not so like I, they're very really private know. about it. Unless unless yeah. this is, a, a, like, like the ex-presidents are, are a newer... Like, you know, like, like, well, what, well, let's establish the timeline here. Um, you know, but, but, mm-hmm. well, I believe they've been going for three years. Um, and the way they're talking, uh, you know, Tyler and Bodie are talking, it seems like he still thinks right, they're in yeah. a relationship of some kind. He just hasn't been around. It been strikes off. me as they're more like fuck buddy plus. Yeah. Kind yeah, of probably. Thing. I mean, like, Bodie can't be tied down by anyone. Exactly. Yeah, like, like truest definition of this sort of on again, off again, moment to moment part of the gang, which again makes the relationship seem quite dated to contemporary eyes. Yeah, yeah. it's it's a very like I mean, going with a hippie 
you know, free spirited thing, like their relationship seems to have no bounds and have no rules. Like, yeah, you'll see, you know, in later scenes, like he's, you know, dancing all close with this girl. And then he seems to have no problem that she spoiler alert hooks up with Keanu. Mm-hmm. Um, like he really doesn't seem to have any well, and, problem. And with that as, at all. as the film demonstrates, it's not exactly a hard mystery to solve. So like, exactly. like your, your point, mm-hmm. I think Jessa is well taken of like, all right, you're either real dumb, real oblivious. Yeah. Or. In yeah, or, or openly accepting of it alternatively. And like, like, yeah, I, I, you know, yeah. I'm, I'm not necessarily sure that my emotional investment in Point Blank uh, has has allowed me to build up my own internal head cannon. But you know what? Like, like part of me wants to give yeah. her the benefit <laughs> of the doubt here. Like, you know, I sure. Like, I think I don't know. I think Swayze's charm makes right. everyone blind like, to his flaws. Could be. But she she also kind of lives in a similar uh, way uh, uh, that he does. She's kind of a wild child, so yeah. maybe she's just like, "Yeah, cool, you're sticking it to the man." We're 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 the script for Point Break to come across my desk in some weird scenario where I was a script editor. Uh, that would be, I think, one of my pieces of feedback is that this this character's relationship seems underdeveloped. Yeah, yeah, I would agree because if it's, I'd be curious. Yeah, what what the deeper things are there yeah but. it's again it's a very classic 90s action movie yes. problem where there's just so many people running around and like their relationship to the core idea of the plot is so completely undefined yeah mm-hmm. yeah we just watched die hard the other night and like Ugh. um Beautiful. I fe- yeah we were decorating the christmas, christmas tree is officially right. yeah absolutely yeah. it's an you know, american tradition uh, Exactly. So I f- I, it was interesting because I feel like their relationship is the same thing. It's like, what the fuck happened there? I want to know what happened. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's never really defined. I so. was I was uh, recently introduced to the idea of um, oh, what is that movie? Last Stanley Kubrick movie, Eyes Wide Shut. Uh, I was introduced mm-hmm. to that as as the next uh, unexpected Christmas movie. Oh no! Everyone knows about Die Hard now. Yeah, it's not all about Eyes Wide Shut. Hor- oh my god! Horrible contrarians. <laughs> Horrifying. <laughs> Who? Who? <laughs> Doesn't okay, okay. Oh my god. Anyway, yeah. yeah. I'm not. I'm not adding that to my uh, my holiday. That's tradition. no. It's good. good. No. Well, because Star Wars is our holiday tradition now. Um, you, yeah, you, that's you true. Guys, I'm. I'm. I'm a more than a little excited for uh, for for Thursday night. Oh god. Oh, it's it's coming so Waking. soon. Yeah, Murin had me stitch up his stormtrooper onesie in preparation for yeah. it. I say with with love and not trying to embarrass. I know. So. I don't mind. It's a funny little uh, anecdote. It is a good little anecdote. I'm still debating whether I want to do that or wear one of my several shirts. Or your Han Solo Good. outfit. I did that last year, and he's uh, unfortunately passed away at this point. Oh. The character. Mm. Yeah. yeah, might might be seen as tasteless. It, yeah. I, although I could go as, like, zombie <sighs> Han Solo. Oh, no, no, that's horrible. But it's that, even worse. <laughs> no. <laughs> that, is, that is pretty bad. Yeah. Well, do you guys have any... Oh, what were you going to say? I was going to say you should go as Indiana Jones just to be a horrible, you know, spiteful yeah, yeah. Or, you know, like Spock or yeah. you know, <laughs> Admiral Adama. Any, you know, Ooh, deep cuts. Like, I like it. I like it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, don't, I don't think James, I had any. James Spader's character in Stargate, whatever his <laughs> name is. I, I, I don't think I had any other, like, lingering observations about this minute. Um, yeah. So. No, what about you, Marin? No, I'm, I got nothing. 
Well, Sam, do you want to kick off our recommendations? Uh, sure. Uh, certainly, I think the thing that uh, has been most forefront on my mind is uh, Netflix's The Punisher, uh, the latest in the Marvel series, which uh, I, I just finished recently. Uh, my, my roommate and I were marathoning through it. Um, and for being a, a comic book character that I always had some pretty swiggy feelings about, um, ultra-violent vigilante justice not necessarily being my jam, um, I was really stunned by how much I appreciated the show, um, and particularly the acting performances uh, over those thirteen episodes. It's it's a it's a very impressive acting showcase for almost all of the leading cast, um, who distinguish themselves very well in very nuanced human characters. Um, so it's definitely something that uh, I am definitely recommending to people these days, especially those who might be put off by what they believe to be the the tone or subject matter the show does a lot of pers- of, of things that surprised me uh, although certainly know that you are you are going in to a show that does feature a a high degree okay. of violence so i would just recommend that as like just a little bit of a content warning just so everyone knows what they're getting into Interesting. For sure yeah I, i've been curious about it i've i have started all almost yeah i've started all of the previous marvel besides iron fist because i heard that it wasn't worth it I've started all I watched it all. I'm a completionist. It's garbage. Yeah. Uh, I started all of them and haven't finished any of them. Ah. So ah. maybe that's maybe that's more to do with me than the actual quality. I don't know. Yeah, and it's interesting you say that because I as somebody who is not a fan of superhero movies, um it's interesting and compelling to hear that it would be an acting showcase because yeah, usually that definitely that grabs me. I'll, I'll yeah. watch good acting in anything, even yeah. if it's, well, it's crappy, just for the good acting. It's so. it's barely a superhero narrative. It's much more okay. of a military, like own one's own code set of justice narrative. Um, and in okay. some ways, it's very much what, of course, those those Netflix shows are about. You know, this idea of street level superheroes. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know Frank Castle, the Punisher, the main character, uh, arguably has the least f- amount of superpowers of any character that Marvel's current studios have have portrayed. Um, and so it's oh. it's I, I was very impressed by again not just sort of the acting, but also just the way that they addressed what would otherwise be a highly fraught political minefield you know it's a show that deals with veterans issues deals with gun ownership deals with vigilante justice uh deals with the accountability uh or the the accountability that the um american populace has over the military and maybe vice versa uh and and those are the issues that are foregrounded in the show rather than this sort of you know colorful comic book sensibility it's pretty far from that Mm -hmm. um so um yeah, I just like like I said specifically as well, just the 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 nuance of and and then the humanity of the characters that the lead cast creates. I think were something that I'm still digesting in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. So nice, yeah, that's interesting. Marin, what's your rec for the week? Uh, it's funny you should ask that. Uh, speaking of football, uh, let's go let's go toss the ball around, Mark. I watched the Disaster Artist. Um, oh no. Last no, not last night. A few nights ago, mm-hmm. um, and it was great. Good movie. Mm-hmm. Um, if, you're, if you're a fan of the room in any way, uh, it's very enjoyable. Even if you're not, it's still a pretty good movie. And you're just like watching a movie about a weirdo making a weird movie. It's it's pretty it's fun. It's more about friendship. It's it's really about friendship. As you know, that's that's Aww. the bottom line. The, the friendship between uh, 
Greg Sestero and Tommy Wiseau is is at the forefront, and it's uh, it's very well played by uh, James James and Dave the Franco brothers. Uh huh. Well, and and my um, it, it's really difficult for me to think about that movie without uh, associating it with something I saw on on Twitter a few days ago talking about. Um, did you hear the disaster artist is getting high marks? <laughs> <laughs> oh, high mark! Yes, oh, and uh, yeah. So, I I've I've always been wary of the room. I I, I have seen it, and as as both of you know, as two people who I have sat in a room with many times and watched terrible movies uh, <laughs> alongside. Yes. Um, I don't know. The room has never quite had the magic that I associate with, with like, for example, again, I will, I will reference uh, Miami connection again, which to me is still the, yes. the, the mm-hmm. finest terrible movie um, that I, that I believe I've ever seen. Um, or even like uh, there's some horrible mid eighties disaster called cyborg that was made entirely off props from uh, a f- like failed He-Man production or something. Oh my but like God. all the characters are named after guitars for no clear reason. But like, Oh, that, is that Jean-Claude Van Damme? Uh, yes. Yes, it is. Yeah, okay. Oh, yes. I have yeah. seen but that like, movie. If it's Jean-Claude Van Damme, like, I've seen like it. Like Fender, Fender Rickenbacker. Fender, yeah. Fender, Fender Trevolo. Fender Trevolo. Yeah. Yes. Um, but like, like those two, those are bad movies that I, I, I truly have accepted into my heart. Uh, and they're beautiful in their just absolute trashness. Um, the room is just so weird, and and it like it feels perpendicular to me as a human is the best way I can describe it. it uh, that's well, that's what's so weird about it is because it's like it's unsettling yeah. almost. Like these are not human emotions or things yeah. any human would say. And Tommy and Tommy Wiseau in this movie, the way James Franco plays him, is like almost creepy to me like he he does not come across well um not unlike james franco sometimes exactly yeah, yeah. i mean could james franco be the next tommy why so what do you mean by that <laughs> i don't well i just mean the, like the fact that like i mean what don't i mean by it? i mean i'm, like, I'm not i'm not any like james franco like you, you won't offend me by like talking crap about james franco but i'm just curious James Franco's a freaking weirdo. It just like is weirdness. Yeah, I can see that. I mean, there's a reason he played. He chose to play this character. I would say, but he's he's got a, yeah, he's, he's, he's got a little bit of, like super aggressive self branding thing. Exactly. Um, yeah, for sure. Yeah. That's a good point. I can see that. And thinking he's the shit. But yeah, I would agree with you, Martin. It is, it is a good movie, mostly as it's it's an almost almost inspiring to watch as an artist. Um, the perseverance they have against people telling sure. them no yeah um yeah that's that's kind of the bottom line of it i mean you but it also it doesn't you know make it all out to be sunshine and roses no, There's like, it shows all. some it shows the bad side too and like tommy's not always you know i mean something to say he's not always a great guy i think he he, he seems comes across as a very bad guy yeah for sure <laughs> but you know he followed his dream all the way and that's that's something that's yeah. uh it was it was an interesting movie when it, it'll, it'll probably It'll probably be fun to have that movie kicking around as the sort of the movie awards season. I think so. Like, yeah. 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 James Franco does some, do a, some, some levity. Yes. He, and he does do a very good job. Yeah. He's great. Uh, and uh, the, the only thing I would say, like, I, I am a fan of The Room. I enjoy watching it mm-hmm. every now and then. I haven't watched it in, in its entirety for a while, but, you know, I'll watch clips of it, yeah. I guess. Um, I, I almost, I, like, I had this sort of 
my own mythology for how it all came together. And now seeing sort of, you know, a fictionalized version of how it happened. I'm like, I, I kind of miss my, my own, yeah. like, imagining. Some of that, that Wizard of Oz moment, yeah. paying attention to the man yeah. behind the curtain. Yeah. Anyway, Disaster yeah. Artist, good movie. It was, it was funny. It yeah. was kind of touching. It was weird. Yeah. I recommend it. It was good. Yeah. All right. My recommendation is going to be a movie called JSA, um, also known as Joint Security Area. It is a Korean movie directed by Park Chan-wook and Woo! stars my, yeah. Yeah. Stars my favorite Korean Woo! actor. Um, Song, I'm going to butcher this. I'm so sorry. Song Kang Ho or Song Kong Ho. Um, and it is a mystery thriller about the investigation of a fatal shooting at the DMZ between North and South Korea that leave, yeah, um, and it leaves two soldiers dead. Um, the two surviving soldiers give inconsistent statements of what uh, happened and eventually, um, it unwinds a very, very tragic tale of best friends um and it's so sweet it's um it's and it's heartbreaking as somebody who doesn't even like sad movies it is still on my top favorite movies and um it's yeah so sweet really well acted um it was actually the highest grossing film in in uh, southern korea south southern korea south korea at the time it came out um and it has that one guy from i saw the devil whose name i can't remember but yeah beautiful man yeah beautiful man is just what i call him so (laughs) yeah i would i would recommend if you're wanting interesting movie about political interesting political stuff that's not based in the united states or have anything to do with the united states it is what an awful idea yeah yeah it is a very interesting and compelling one so yeah anything else you guys want to say about this Episode? No, I, I'm good. Okay, let's let's end it up. All right, thanks everybody for tuning into the Point Break Minute, chilling with us here on the on the dunes on the beach. Uh, <laughs> please rate, review, subscribe on iTunes, and uh, check out our Point Break Minute listener surf shop on Facebook to con- continue the Point Break conversation. And thanks, Simon, for joining us. Thank you, Simon. Um, Thank you very much for having me. All right, wanna, yeah. are you up for coming back for another one? Yeah, totally. All right, we'll see you then on another Point Break Minute, bro. Whoa.